Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. And this is our brand performance podcast. And today we have a special featured guest, and it's Johnny Pavlik. And we are going to have a conversation around building businesses with purpose at their core. Now, I know as you are listening to this right now, there's a lot of interest in that. So how do you build a business with purpose at the core? And, you know, purpose is the driver of so many things. But Johnny helps ethics-first organizations driven by purpose and positive impact to competently and effectively brand and market themselves. Okay, Johnny, this is going to be a great conversation. So welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts and I, I always get a lot of joy out of it. So it's a Oh, thank you so much, Johnny. And, you know, I I love talking to interesting people, right? And you're one of those. You're coming to us, joining us for this episode from the UK. Obviously, our listeners can hear the accent. But, you know, we started this conversation just on that global scale and just understanding the value of, you know, coming together, even though we're worlds apart, but look what we're making happen. Look what we're making for a reality. And so this podcast is, you know, it's really important, you know, as, as people know, this is rated in the top 10% globally. And so we do reach a lot of people and these messages that we share with other business owners and entrepreneurs are so important. So I can't wait to dig into this today. So talk about what is building business with purpose and, and like, give us a background in, why that has come forward for you, Johnny, and, and why it's important? So it, it's obvious to me. It's obvious that we should operate in such a way that whatever we do throughout our existence, regardless of your religious beliefs or, or any kind of belief, we should be leaving the place better than when we got here, right? That just seems very obvious. And Creating a business is very exciting for me because it's one, it's that creation of something from nothing, an idea of become material, which has impact. So I've had a, a, the uh, existential concept, it's coming to existence, and now it's actually affecting everybody. <laughs> it, was, it was six years ago and I was, I was saying, I want to form an organization that challenges the presets or the prescriptive way in which branding and marketing companies operate. So how can we only operate from an ethics-first basis, not just looking after our, the people that work for us and giving them the love, support, and everything else they need to have a fulfilling, creative, and just enjoyable life and, and work environment, but also how can we demonstrate leadership so for me, it was, we are going to stand at the forefront, regardless of the financial imperative. We will only say yes to brands that meet our, our values and our ethics. And it doesn't matter if, you know, they're a global retailer that wants to work with us and they're offering, you know, eight figures for us to do X, Y, and Z. 
just not going to happen if they don't have clean supply chains. And this thread that goes across mantra, everything we do is about how do we create positive impact? Well, the first way is we look after people. And the second way is the way that we operate in the, in the world, in the ecosystem. And obviously, as a global brand, we and the work we do all over the world, we make sure that that thread is, is clear and is strong. Okay, so people don't realize, but you also, your business partner's in Japan, correct? Yeah, so, so Massa and I studied together in Oxford, and we... We always had this idea of how we how we can improve our own cultures. So obviously, UK is very individualistic in the way it operates. It's it's me before we, uh, and that can be very detrimental to our societies, our cultures. The, the what we were speaking about earlier about having good neighbours, and in Japan, it's the polar opposite. And that polar opposite is it's we before me. So I must feel guilty if I ever think about myself. And the thing is, the two extremes. That, that need to come together. And we, we talked about this, or we've been speaking about it now for, for many years, but we always said we need to bring these two ideas of collectivism and individualism together so that you look after the individual and the surrounding environment and ecosystem, so everybody that surrounds them. And, and that's kind of how we operate. And just to, just to give an example, again, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, not say his name correctly, but the Italian fashion fashion brand, you know, Brunelli, Cinelli, he, he, his, the way that he's operated, a, you know, a, a billion pound business is by actually investing, not just, you know, more, not higher wages for everybody. He does all that. He gives people incredible workspaces, but he also rebuilt half the city. You know, he, he built a, a huge theatre, paid for it all. And he's thinking, he's not just thinking three years ahead or 30 years ahead, thinking 300 years ahead. What's my legacy? And again, he, he one of his popular sayings is, I believe in capitalism. I need to make a profit, but I would like to do it with ethics, dignity and morals. And that's my dream. And, and for me, that is, that's everything. Okay, so I'm curious, what have you witnessed, Johnny? Like from your experience, I mean, you've done a lot of things and the accolades are rich and you can, you can see those in our show notes from this episode today. But, you know, what is it about, you know, bringing that together? Like what percentages of business have you witnessed really don't build on purpose? So my answer is always going to be skewed. And that's due to a law of how everything operates, I believe, which is that uh, you will always attract more of what you are than what you aren't. Uh, so we tend to attract purpose-driven businesses, businesses that want to have a positive impact in the world. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes people go, wow, you've made that business grow really, really quickly. We want some of that. And um and sometimes we have to say, even in the pandemic, in the last year, there were some businesses that approached us and we had to say no. And they just didn't meet our standards. Uh, so I think the answer is always going to be skewed by the fact that we generally attract organizations that are about purpose and authenticity. We have to be careful with how we categorize businesses as well, because we also work with local government, national government and charities. And 
we say no to charities sometimes too, because not all charities operate ethically. And again, this is about transparency, isn't it? And, and about being authentic in how you operate. There can't be a, if you're constantly saying one thing, but as soon as you stop speaking, you operate in a completely different framework, be at variance with yourself. And that will just cause all kinds of problems, not just for you, but for everybody. So, so for us, it's, it's working out who are genuinely authentic. And, and more recently, definitely in the last few months, we've attracted more and more businesses that are saying, yeah, I've sold this business. We made 300 million in that last, that last sale. Actually, I want to spend the next 20 years or 30 years making the world a better place. What can we do? How can we help? And obviously, being an ambassador of different organizations and climate change committees and various other things in Europe, I'm able to kind of say, well, you've made lots of money. Uh, how about you go and do that? And I think it's interesting too, Johnny. I mean, the way that you describe that, I think there is a shift that is happening that people do want to have greater intention with not only money, but happiness, joy connectivity. I mean, there's just so many layers. And I think for a long time, we've been so business driven on the fundamentals of building a business, right? And that was always profit-based. But the conversation I have, the conversations that I have more and more are really the authenticity of, of people bringing out that genuine approach. And I always say passion, not profit, right? So bringing out the passion within and then allowing those profits to follow us. So when I speak that truth, like what are you hearing and how do you relate to that, Johnny? So I think a business has to be profitable for it to operate, to survive. So there's a running a business. It, the, the, the most challenging part in running a business is people, obviously, because people have all kinds of challenges that they bring to the table. And we always operate from an empathy first model. So somebody's not themselves today. Okay, how do we help? I think the mechanics of creating a business that produces profit is really simple. And building businesses, even in new markets, is just a process. If you're an engineer, you're very good at seeing a macro level view of how things work. And then you can go to the micro ecosystems within a business go, okay, all these parts, all these parts, da, 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 you see how it all glues together. And generally, it, it just works because it's quite simple when you step back and look at it all. But creating a profitable business might be very simple, but doing it from a values-driven, ethics-driven modus operandi, that is challenging because there's a lot more out there to say no to than yes to. But when I hear your what you just said, it makes me think of Thomas Paine. And Thomas Paine had a, a very good quote, which is, my country is the world and my religion is to do good. Mm, brilliant. Brilliant. So how does a company know whether they're, they're operating from purpose and ethics, Johnny? I mean, they can say that they are, but what is the true measure of a company that is? Can you help us define <laughs> that? I know that's a really big question, yeah, but I'm going to hold your feet to the <laughs> fire. Um, you can see it. You can feel it when you walk in the room. So, so obviously, we work with some, you know, very large international businesses, and 
I'll give you. An, I'll give you. I won't say who they are. Two examples. One business that they've got about a thousand staff, and you walk into to one of their buildings, and they've got these pictures everywhere. These really big, really big pictures, and it's got uh, authenticity, integrity, empathy, blah 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 blah, and it's all on the board, so you don't forget. Now, if you operate authentically, you don't need those words on the board. Mm. Get, uh, the other business I mentioned, one that was the opposite. There's no board. Yet I'm speaking to an operations director who then became the managing director. And he's got about over 600 members of staff in that building. And we're just walking around. He's just show, showing off, you know, all the fancy things that they have and all the tech suites and things. And every single person that walks by him, Hi, blah, blah, blah. Oh, how's things going with your new dog? Or hi, blah, blah, blah. Oh, did you sort out that, uh, that camping trip? Da-da. And he knows every single person. And he knows something personal about everybody that's recent that you can talk to them about. And that's comfortable, right? I mean, just from your experience, you can hear the difference in how you're describing that, Johnny. Like the one is just very welcoming. It's very comfortable. It's very people-driven. And that is the culture that is exuded through them. So help us. Okay, let's flip it a little bit. Let's go into that marketing and the media component of which you are an expert in. You know, as, as people are hearing this conversation, what would you like to have them take away from, you know, some marketing direction that you have to offer and what you've witnessed throughout your experience? There's a lot. Marketing communication is the most powerful thing in the world because we know that communicating is the most powerful thing. And uh, marketing has historically been used for the wrong things. So I'm going to I'm, I'm going to give you lis- listeners a little bit of history and then lead that into the present day. So the invention of the word PR, public relations. By the way, 99.9% of marketers and branding experts, where I say, do you know where the word public relations comes from? They don't know. Which Come on, education, bit more, please. And uh, I, I always say, okay, I'm going to give you a lesson because it's important that you know the history of what you do. So uh, there's a chap called Edward Bernays, who is an interesting chap who uh, moved from Austria to New York um, just after the war. And he had an interesting uncle called Sigmund Freud. And Sigmund Freud sent him a book all about how you can get people to do things in different ways. And young Edward Bernays decided to apply psychoanalytic theory to communications. So at the time, kind of mass marketing was called propaganda. And because obviously at the time it got a bad name in the war, uh, he decided to change it to public relations. And public relations was essentially a pseudonym to around how do you create control of masses in post-war times or in peace times? And the first campaign that he did was for big tobacco. So big tobacco went up to him and they said, we've got loads of people smoking. It's great because it's addictive. So no one can stop. Um, one problem, though, women won't smoke. So he was like, ah, oh, see if I can solve that problem using these new new." new thing called psychology. So what he did is he, at the World Fair, he got debutantes and actresses all at the same time when the World Press came out just to take the photos. 
They took out their torches of freedom because feminism was a really big thing at the time. Um, and he called them, got them to, uh, got them to talk, uh, say that these cigarettes are our torches of freedom um, and all lit them at the same time. Um, so what he'd managed to do, and I mean, the whole uh, the psychoanalytic theory behind it was penis ending. That's what he was applying. Um, and he was saying that... Um, now women have their own penises and they also have a sense of freedom because they can smoke. Yay. Um, so obviously, I, you know, I'm being mischievous. This thing was, this is the worst form of manipulation. And that's kind of what marketing has always been. It's, it is a form of uh, coercive influence and manipulation to get people to do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. Now, there are two, two parts to this. There's the, yes, I'm going to sell you things that, uh, that give you diabetes and make you very ill and give you cancer, or <laughs> um, can, we, can we use the same very powerful techniques in communication and to nudge people to actually do things that are good for them and good for their environments? And, and that's what my organization is about. And I think that's where we need to head. For my industry, there's lots of people, lots of the most, it's that thing, isn't it? The noisiest people tend to be the most, the least informed. You know, it's the Dunning Kruger theory, right? Right. Uh, well, and you've brought this full circle, Johnny, too. You, you know, starting out, I love how, you know, it, it is, it's around that communication and it's just enhancing what we want to communicate in a way that serves instead of sells. A hundred percent. I mean, my life, Maya Angelou said it best when she said, you know, be certain that you do not die without doing something wonderful for humanity. <laughs> so, Wow. How we should all, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, that does bring purpose to the core and, you know, building business from that. And again, I think just all of these wonderful stories that you have shared and, and I love that you dug into the concept of public relations, PR. I don't think people really stop and think. I think the world moves so fast. I mean, you're obviously ingrained in this space because it's your area of expertise, but I love how you shared that with us because so many people don't really know the origin story of public relations and how it really did come to, you know, full circle and, and how we promote it. So any, um, as we're kind of coming to the close of the episode, what would you, from your heart, like recommend the most for a business leader, a company who's listening to this, an entrepreneur, maybe just starting out, how can they really get clear on what is the purpose that they want to bring forward and make sure that that sits at the core of their operations? So that's, that's a very, it's a very personal journey. So my advice for anybody wanting to build a business with purpose at its core is that they first get to know themselves. They first understand what their values are and what's meaningful to them. And that is a, that's a journey. It's not a race. None of this is a race. So I would say get to know themselves first because it's easy to get caught up in the waves of, of everything happening, uh, particularly in times of challenge. I think people start businesses for the nature of things now because of what the media has been telling everybody to do. Uh, people start businesses very young 
And sometimes that's just not right. Sometimes you just need to go and find yourself first. You need to do some introspection. A hundred percent. Well, and, and because that that's a ripple effect, but I also see too, you know, companies can evolve. So I think give yourself permission to evolve and to grow into a greater understanding. So where you started may not be where you end, but if you give yourself permission to allow that change, I see that there can be huge benefits on the other side. So instead of being so rigid to saying, we're just going to do it this one way, even though we've kind of shifted and have a different philosophy now that we have greater experience. And I said, you know, I think it's just a permission to do that. What do you hear right there? It's perspective, right? I, mean, I think William Blake said it best in the in Auguries of Innocence. I love William Blake. said, um, to see a world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. Amazing. Perspective. Yep. Yeah, you're a wonderful storyteller, Johnny. This is just a delight. Our our audience is just eating this up. Okay, so where can we find you? How can we connect to you? And how can we learn more about you? So um, I always welcome people to uh, either connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, just type in my name. There's not many. I think there's only one of me actually on LinkedIn, Johnny Pavlix. And so LinkedIn's easiest. If people want to go over to our website, uh, mantrahq.com, uh, they can see what we do. And other than that, um, you know, if people want to send me a private note as well um, via email, uh, johnny at mantrahq.com, then it's always nice to hear from people and have a, have a discussion. Always be useful. Always be useful. That's a great note. All right. So thank you so much, Johnny. This has been an absolute delight. So you can connect more by joining our Performing Get Paid community Facebook page. This is where we'll interact and answer any questions that you have. And if this episode left you feeling inspired, please join us there and continue the conversation. Everything that Johnny just mentioned will be in the show notes. And so you can connect and add to that. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo.